It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Brandon Webb. Hi, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Janine. So give the listeners a little backstory about how this book came about. Sure. So I was, I'd moved my business uh, hurricane uh, group to New York City, and I ended up meeting uh, a guy named Kamal Ravikant, who Kamal is a best-selling author. Uh, he wrote a book called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. Um, he's, oh, yeah. I heard of that. Yeah, just a great human being, very successful, runs a technology venture capital uh, fund. And him and I became really good friends. And what I realized was that Kamal had never learned to swim, and he had a big fear of the, the water, but it, he was always bringing it up in conversation um, and asking me, you know, about should I go to this course in Florida, should this immersion swim course. I, get, I could tell it was like was was something that he cared about. And I said, look, first of all, there's no way I can have a close friend of mine as with my background growing up around boats in the water and becoming a seal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, no friend of mine is going to not know how to swim. So I said, if you give me a week uh, and commit to one hour a day in the morning, I'll teach you. Very cool. Yeah. And so over a week's time, I saw this guy that was was terrified of the water. I had taken these small steps, and by by the end of the week, Friday, he was cannonballing into the deep end <laughs> at 10 feet nice. and having fun. Like, he's like, this is fun. And he says, you changed my life. Like, you you were able to do what a lot of people couldn't, and you what you what I realized you did was you helped me. You didn't, you weren't focused on just teaching me the practical art of swimming. You were focused on breaking down the fear and helping me kill the fear. Yes. He said, you need to write a book about this. So that was it. That was the inspiration uh, behind Mastering Fear. It was Kamal. And, you know, I, I called up my my agent, I think, the the next Monday. And, yeah. And we had, we had uh, uh, my editor, Bria, said, yeah, sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. Perfect. So I'm going to back up. The name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And a lot of times people do get in these funks because they're fearful at any age. And... At 16, you left home. Were you? Did you have your own, you know, baggage of insecurities and fears? And how did you get into the Navy SEALs? Sure. Um, so absolutely terrified as a 16-year-old. Yeah. Um, I, I remember, and I tell the story in the book. Probably the, to back up a few years, I was 13 years old. Um, my mom had got me this incredible job on this. A recreational scuba diving boat out of Ventura Harbor where we, we had our family sailboat. And the, the captain taught me how to scuba dive. I had a handful of dives. And, you know, I was just a kid working for tips on this boat. And, you know, I would fill air tanks, take out the trash, help people off with their equipment. Um, but I get, wake, I get woken up one night at 2 in the morning. And the captain, Captain Mike, wakes me up. And I'm dead asleep. And he says, hey, get your wetsuit on, Brandon. You need to go get the anchor unstuck. Oh, no. And to make things worse, we were at, at least worse in my head, I knew, like, we're at San Miguel Island, which is the northernmost in the Channel Islands. We're at this sea lion habitat. And I know what eats sea lions is great white sharks. Because it's a known great white shark area. And so I'm thinking, you want me to do what? Like, it's right. 2 in the morning, it's dark. I don't have maybe made one or two night dives in my life oh at that my point. Gosh. And 
I was like, this is crazy. All this stuff's running through my head. Yeah. But I didn't want to let these guys down. And so I, I get on my suit, I grab my big night dive light, and I jump off the bow into the dark Whoa. darkness. <laughs> and, you know, I've done the I've done the anchor unstuck thing before, but it's always in the daylight and it's no no drama. Now yeah. I'm scared to death. So I'm I've got one hand on my dive light, one hand on the anchor chain, and I'm swimming 50 feet down to the bottom as fast as humanly possible. And sea lions are whizzing past me, and I could tell because I could just see the traces of the bioluminescence at night. Yes. So there's zoom zooming by and I'm like okay well at least they're still around Um, because when they go away that's a big big warning sign that some predator is in the area yes I get down to the bottom of this massive ledge that the chain is wrapped around I swim it swim the chain loose and blast a big burst of bubbles to let them know I'm coming up um, so they don't run me over and I get out and it was the first time I had I can remember really being scared and and overcoming the fear and and afterwards Amazing. feeling I felt confident. I'm like, wow, that wasn't as bad as I made it up to be. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a pleasant experience, but, Not but at that all. was the yeah, that was the first time. And then you know, my dad making the decision to take his family halfway around the world on a sailboat, you know, and when I was about to turn 16, you know, we off we go on this adventure, and you know I was 16, chip on my shoulder. Yeah. Um, by the time we had we had sailed from Ventura, California, down to Mexico to Acapulco, Acapulco over to the Marquesas Islands, uh, then eventually Tahiti, and my dad and I had this massive argument. Oh no! And it got it got ugly. My mom is crying. My sister's crying. Aww. And my dad was like, look, you need to get off the boat. Um, get off I'm the tired. boat? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm tired of dealing with your crap. And I said, you're damn right I'm getting off this boat. I packed a bag the next day. I found a catamaran sailing for Hilo, Hawaii, mm-hmm. and off I go. Amazing. And, you know, I was scared. I, I Once the adrenaline wore off, I realized, what the hell did I just do? Right. And... Yeah, I probably cried myself to sleep for the whole week. Probably. Um, you know, um, really were they worried scared. about you? I mean, they must have been really worried about you. Yeah, and it wasn't like they didn't care about me. It was, you know, we, uh, you know, we had uh, this long, long wave radio, mm-hmm. and we would communicate for a while. But my my parents did care about me, and it wasn't, yeah, you know, but but they knew like it was time, and yeah. um, and this was before. GPS before cell phones, right. You know, right when cell phones were big suitcases. Yeah. Um, and so we would, they would write me letters from Fiji, from New Zealand, um, and check in on me. But yeah, I was a scared 16 year old and ended up making it into the Navy SEAL program. <laughs> Amazing. And then from there, what happened? Because in this book, Mastering Fear, um, you basically take all your experiences and you came up with how to face some really common phobias people have. Yeah, I, you know, I had some great experiences in the SEAL teams uh, working with some of the top. When I became an instructor later on and ran the sniper program, worked with a guy named Lanny Basham, who is now a close friend of mine, Olympic gold medalist, gave some powerful mental tools um, 
for us to use uh, around self-image, positive pro projection. We, we were, he said, don't focus on pointing out mistakes. You're just imprinting negative, you're doing negative imprinting. If you see a student doing something wrong, give them the positive correction because you're, you're imprinting the right thing for them to do at that point. Right. Um, so now I'm out of the Navy. I lose my first business because I want to be an entrepreneur, uh, like my family of entrepreneurs, and okay. my wife leaves me, and oh I have my nothing. Wait, I wait, have nothing. what was your first business, I, I want to ask? Uh, I was, I had raised some money, mm -hmm. and we bought a 1,000 acres of land in the desert of oh. California on the southern border, and I wanted to build a racetrack uh, for car clubs and also... Um, fire department, military to do driver training. Okay. And it took us three and a half years. I finally got the project approved. Then the housing market collapsed. Oh, no. And it was a disaster. So we had to walk away from everything. Yeah. And I had nothing. I put my life savings into this three and a half years of my life. And then, you know, my wife and I had been in marriage counseling, and she said, look, I'm... I'm not putting up with this anymore. You yeah. put me through hell and the <laughs> oh, <laughs> going to geez. Afghanistan. You know, my first son was born when I was in Afghanistan and after 9/11. Wow. And that's hard. That's really. It hard. was tough. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. And you know, it's like you said, get the funk out, right? So right. I, I had to literally think, okay, there's some positive in here, and let me there start you focus. Yeah. You know, let me start focusing on that and the positive and the on the marriage ending was that I had a good relationship and we had agreed to work through and have a good divorce for our mm -hmm. children's sake. Good. Um, and that was, you know, today she's remarried, had two more kids and has an amazing husband and, and her and I have this great relationship. I still have a great relationship with her family and vice That's versa. Great. And so I focus on the positive there. Yeah. The positive learning experiences that I had learned as a starting a business from scratch, learning how to read financial statements, raising money. Uh, and I said, you know what, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, and, that's good. Um, you know, and then took a job um, in a defense company called L3, mm -hmm. amazing experience. Um, and it helped me kind of build up my nest egg and, and start my business that I run today, amazing. which is... Uh, hurricane group and we do media publishing and e-commerce um That's yeah excellent. yeah you know i want to share something with you i've been doing this show over 10 years get the funk out and it's amazing you know we fall flat on our faces sometimes and we're terrified but some of the best moments and insights and changes come about when we do fall flat and we are scared a hundred percent i said i just had a month ago I took my, my daughter, Olivia, and my youngest son and my daughter's best friend to, to Europe for two weeks. Nice. And we're having an amazing time. We're in Nice, France, and I get a call from my operations manager. And we have this, um, one of our e-commerce products is this subscription box. Um, you know, they have a birch box for women. We have this box called a Crate Club, and it's a James Bond, kind of James Bond box for guys. Cool. And... I get a call and from my operations guy and says, Facebook just shut us down. And what? Like all of our ads. And they killed our pages because they, they went 
we spend a lot of money advertising on social media, like six figures a month. Whoa. They had shut us down because they went to our landing page and we had photos of Navy SEALs and Army Rangers and there were guns in the photos and they thought, oh, they're selling guns. So violation of policy, shut them down. Uh, And, you know, in three days that it took us to figure it out and and talk to our Facebook rep, Mm -hmm. we lost a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue. Oh, man. And now, you know, everybody's like freaking out and, and, and I caught myself, you know, I'm like, I was getting into that that fear mode, right. and I said, okay, take a deep breath, take your own advice, and I actually pulled up the manuscript. I had a digital manuscript of Mastering Fear, <laughs> 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 uh, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm okay. going to go read this to myself, and, and, That's great. and it really, it helped me realize, okay, how do we, how do we learn from this, and how do we be better as a company and also that things are okay like I I got my team on the phone and I said look worst case scenario if we don't even get back for three weeks Mm -hmm. we have tons of subscribers we know on the first which is our rebuild cycle that we're going to be fine we got on the first we get a lot of revenue and so I and I these guys are like oh thank thank you for saying this oh they needed to hear it they yeah, they needed to hear it. So yeah. it's important, you know, as a leader sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you have to reshape the narrative. And um, But yeah, it's, it's, and so what I, what I like about the book is that I share experiences, not only my own, but my friend Betsy Morgan, who, who left CBS as a successful television executive mm-hmm. to go run the Huffington Post. And Les Moonves, the guy in charge over there, said, you're crazy, Betsy. Why would you ever leave? Like, who is going to read the news on the Internet? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, so I, I tell these stories and share them with people because they need, I think people sometimes the fear is gripping them and they get depressed and they think I'm alone. It's like, no, everybody deals with this, you You know? And so by getting some of my friends to open up and be vulnerable in the book, I think it just provides some powerful examples that, Hey, look, we all deal with fear. Some of the people you look up to have dealt with fear and here's how we've kind of confronted it and overcome it. And then, yeah. You know, writing, mastering fear, creating this system. You know, I learned a lot just writing the book. That's excellent. And it's how, yeah. I was going to say sometimes our fears and so are so ingrained from even childhood. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's something I talk about in the book as well, and give some tools to to kind of re. You know, I talked about the teaching method, right? Like there's a there's a teacher that's yelling at the students, pointing at all the mistakes imprinting all these bad habits and then there's a teacher that says hey look calm down just do these three things uh and it's a very different approach and and especially when you have issues in your past that that you finding that just aren't going away you know i give the process in the book on how to write a mantra and replace when you hear the the negative voice come up how to push it out and, and replace it with the positive you know this is excellent for teenagers because I know as a teenager I was so fearful of public speaking I still don't love it and so I when I was reviewing your book I thought this is this goes back to even you know teenagers yeah it's funny I've I've done a lot of interviews and you're probably the 
fourth or fifth person to say that, and mm-hmm. I've already wrote it down. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, create a draft of this for the young adult audience because I've used it with my own children, and yeah. I've seen how my daughter, who is 13, was said, "Dad, I'm gonna MC my eighth grade end of school year." And, yeah. you know, we're doing this event and she's like, I'm writing my speech. Can you help me? And I was like, I couldn't be more proud because as an eighth, she's in eighth grade, 13, getting up in front of an entire wow. audience of parents, which, you know, sometimes can be the worst. Oh, yes. <laughs> and kids. And I'm like, there is no way I, I would, would be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. No and, way. Um, yeah. She was, I was so proud of her that she was able to do this. And I know when we take our annual ski trip, Something I work with the kids on is is and I talk about in mastering fears like know what matters okay like here's your goals like let's shut the cell phones off sit down we spend half a day and I kind of help them coach them through goal setting and understanding what matters and and we've always talked about fear and challenge and challenging fear and I'm always you know as a dad putting them in the situations where they have opportunities to. To, to confront certain fears and, and sometimes fail, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, and, and now to see them kind of come to age as in, the, in their teenage years and, uh, and put themselves in situations like my daughter did, I, I just couldn't be prouder well, of her. And it's great. It's a great you know, testament to how you are as a father because you're, you're laying the groundwork that you know, going forward they don't have to be fearful of other situations. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think the best thing you can hope for as a parent is to, to set them up with, give them enough tools to, to be successful in whatever they want to do in life. Right. So we have to wrap, but where can people find out more about you? Um, I'm really active on Instagram. Um, it's just at Brandon T. Webb uh, with two Bs. And then my, my webpage is BrandonTylerWebb.com. All my books are on there. Um, but I'm, like I said, I'm active on Instagram. I, I'm always... I don't think I have one unanswered uh, DM on Instagram. So Excellent. if people have questions, happy to help. Excellent. Thank you so much for calling the show. This is fantastic. Congrats on the book. Thanks, Jenny. Have a great day. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.